Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my beautiful guest for today is Lisa Haycock. Lisa is the proud mother of two adult daughters, Bree and Alexa. She's the owner of Holistic Life Coaching with Lisa Marie. She's a certified and accredited life coach specializing in personal development and grief coaching. She's a certified grief educator, speaker, and author. After suffering a season of significant loss of loved ones through death, including her parents and her 24-year-old son-in-law, Lisa knew if she was going to survive both physically and mentally, she needed help. Seeking numerous methods, Lisa was able to create a life of purpose and passion around her pain. Now she helps others to do the same. Using her experience, education, empathy, and intuition, she helps men and women rebuild, transform, and take action to create the life they desire and deserve. As a life coach, Lisa's priority is to create a safe, confidential space for individuals who feel lost, grieving, stressed, anxious, depressed, lacking confidence, or feeling stuck, and need help kicking out the blocks that are keeping them from living the life of power and freedom that they truly desire and deserve. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a blessing to have you with us. And I am so excited to be diving into our themes and topics for today with you. Oh, me too. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Lisa, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does sacred feminine power mean to you personally? Oh, do you know, that is such a good question. I mean, for me... Um, when I think of that, I think of the nurturing side of me, you know, we, we all have different facets to ourselves and in tapping into my intuition, you know, that feeling that something is deeper that you can't see with your eyes. So for me, it's about the empathy, the nurturing kind of the motherly side, um, and which is so powerful and I try to bring that into my life, you know, not with only my children, but that with everyone around me. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And I have a feeling we're going to delve into this in a little bit more depth in, in just a moment. Uh, and I love the part about the, the tapping into intuition and, and really allowing that nurturing, empathetic side to, to shine through. But yes. before we get there, Lisa, I would love for you to share about a challenge that you have faced that's really helped you to activate this power within you. Oh, do you know, uh, there's, there's so many, and I know that we'll probably get into my story, but there, when I was a young girl, I remember that all, even the you know, adults in my life would say, oh, you're so wise, you're so wise. And as I went into my teen years, I would always hear that, you know, and I kind of tamped it down. I don't understand what they're talking about. It doesn't make any sense. And what I realized just probably not that long ago, I'd say maybe five or six years ago, I started really understanding my intuition. I mean, my girls would be like, wow, you're psychic mom. <laughs> but I just started to tap into my intuition, the sense that that knowing that is within me 
and starting to elevate that and starting to use that. And it never, ever steers me wrong. And I've, I, like I said, I've used that in so many areas of my life. And I don't know if you want me to talk a little bit about the loss and the things that have happened to me now, or if that's something that you want me to talk about a little bit later. Oh, you're welcome to dive into that now, Lisa. Yes. Okay. So um, really, you know, I grew up in a really amazing home. I was, you know, when I say I won the parents lottery. I mean, I really did. I feel like my my mom and dad created a very safe and loving environment for not only me and my older brother, but for all the children that was in the neighborhood. They were, you know, coaches for different sports. They were the surrogate parents to many children who, you know, came from broken homes or were having difficult times. And the door was always open for adults and children. And so I was extremely fortunate to be raised in a home like that. And I didn't suffer a lot of trauma as a child or a lot of loss. You know, I lost a grandmother. I lost an aunt when I was quite young. But in 2018, between 2018 and 2019, for 22 months, I lost 12 loved ones. Mm. And, you know, the first loss was in January of 2018, my niece who was in her thirties passed away from a long illness. And then a week after she passed away, I got the dreaded call from my mom saying that my dad was diagnosed with brain cancer. And that really my, it's like the earth opened up and swallowed me whole, to be honest, um, because I was so close to my dad. Um, Mm. I live in the UK, but I'm from Seattle. So I was 4,000 miles away. Mm. So, you know, what I did was I quit my job and I moved back home to take care of my dad and really to take care of my mom as she watched the love of her life die. Um, and I was there for nearly eight months until my dad passed away. And after my dad died, I just, the biggest loss at that point that I had ever experienced. And I came home back to the UK and thought, oh, you know, now what? Uh, Well, rest and recover. And then I my mom came to visit and she spent a couple months here and we traveled and we did all sorts of amazing things and saw things that she wanted to see. And my mom and dad had come to the UK to visit numerous times, but this was the first time without my dad. So it was, it was quite heart wrenching to see my mom by herself. And Mm -hmm. When I dropped her off at the Manchester airport and I hugged my mom and I was trying to stay strong for her, um, she walked away alone and that was really difficult. And yet I had no idea any that that would be the last time I hugged my mom. Mm. A few months later, she wasn't answering my messages. We talked every day and I rallied the troop. I called my brother. I called her best friend. I said, everybody get over there and see what has happened to my mom. And I just knew, you know, that intuition we talked about that 
I knew, I knew that my mom was no longer on this earth that Mm -hmm. she had passed. Um, and I was waiting for that call and she passed away in her sleep uh, peacefully. And then I went back to Seattle and buried my mom 14 months after my dad and came back to the UK after that. And two months after my mom passed away, I received a call. I didn't think anything could get worse. And it did in the sense that um, I received the call in the middle of the night that my son-in-law, my 24-year-old son-in-law died in a tragic accident in front of my daughter. Mm. And they lived two hours away. And honestly, I was tapping my forehead. I was, wake up, Lisa, wake up, Lisa, wake up, Lisa. It was just so shocking and traumatic. And the two-hour drive, I just, I thought, wake up, you're in a dream. This isn't true. This isn't happening. This isn't real. And to carry the grief of my daughter, whose life was completely altered and destroyed in the sense that everything she had thought was going to be her future was gone in a split second. And it was completely devastating. I couldn't fix it. I just couldn't fix it. You know, we moms, you know, we want to fix everything, right? We don't want to see our children hurt. And I could not fix this. This was a hole I couldn't fix. Mm. So in between all of these losses, there were friends, friends, spouses, friends, losing children. It, it was, there were 12 of them. And every time I felt like I lifted my head up, I got hit again and not as a victim, but just as that was my reality, you know, that was my family's reality. So it was, it was a very, very difficult season of loss. Mm. Well, certainly. Yeah. And thank you for sharing about it so openly and vulnerably. I mean, that is a lot of grief for one person to carry and, and shoulder. So my deepest um, condolences to you for all the losses that you, you went through at that time and for being able to talk about it so so openly and vulnerably. Thank you for doing that, Lisa. Oh, thank, thank you. I mean, thank you for giving me the platform by which to do it. You know, it's one of those things where I have always been a big believer in being vulnerable. When we share our vulnerabilities, it just opens the door for others to one feel like they're not alone, you know, that they, that there's hope and there's healing and, and carrying the grief of your, you know, my own grief and the grief of my daughter and my other daughter, you know, the family, it is, it is a lot to carry. And yet I always want to talk about the, the hope and the healing. Um, when someone passes away, you know, there it's never, it's never going to be the same. It's never okay. You know, you would, you would never say, oh, well, I'm so glad that that happened. So now I found my finding meaning and passion in my life. Of course not. You would always choose to have your loved ones back with you. But unfortunately, when this is your reality, it's like, okay, now what? Now, how do I keep moving forward 
step-by-step breathing in sometimes, honestly, it's just, it was a matter of just breathing in and out, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's all we could do. Yeah, I, I bet I can, I can only just start to begin to imagine what that must have been like. Um, and, and you, you kind of already started to hint at the response to my next question. And I would love for you to expand on this a little bit more in terms of what, what was the hidden blessing in this challenge, this huge challenge that you, you went through? Yes. I mean, you know, again, I think it's one of those where we do learn to find meaning. You know, we learn to take the pain of our loss and take it with us. You know, we can create a life of passion and purpose around our pain, but it takes work. You know, we don't do it alone. So I had different methods. I was grabbing at everything. And one of the things was grief counseling. Then I hired a life coach and I had wonderful support around me and those who weren't supportive are no longer around me. Hmm. And it was, you know, how to rest and recover. And one of the things that I learned, and I think you hear it a lot is when these traumatic things happen and difficult things happen in our life, we see, and we can see who are the, who are our people? You know, who is our tribe? And it starts to weed out those who aren't. And I think the other part of it is it really took me down a journey of self-reflection. It start, I, I really looked at my life and thought, is this it? Is this all there is to my life? This area of my life, I'm not happy with. I need to change it. You know, it started to make me look at life differently and being grateful for every breath that I have for all of my loved ones, for, you know, the birds that are chirping, you know, and singing and all the different seasons. I mean, I started seeing things that I had not really paid much attention to, to be honest, and I took it for granted. So some of the blessings is my my love of life and gratitude and being grateful for everything and making changes that I absolutely needed to make. I mean, I also went through a divorce during that time because I I did, I, you know, it was amicable. We're friendly, but we were no, no longer, uh, it didn't serve us any longer. We were friends, but we weren't happy. And so I made the decision to leave and it was the best decision for both of us. But again, we did it in a very healthy, loving way. And that, you know, was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. And so when we talk about blessings, it probably doesn't sound like it should be, but it really was because it took me on a path of self-discovery and going through school and becoming a life coach and becoming a grief educator and, and now seeing clients and witnessing their grief and making sure that they feel seen and heard and loved. And, you know, when they look in the mirror and think, is this all there is to life? I can go, now there's so much more. And so it's just such a blessing to be able to share not only my experience and knowledge, but just to watch people transform before my very eyes. It is powerful. Mm, I'm sure it is. Absolutely. What what would you say are 
or is perhaps the, the biggest, biggest piece of support that you can offer to somebody who has just experienced profound loss? You know, it is a good question. And everybody processes grief and loss differently. However, if someone is newly grieving, so someone has just passed away recently, some of the practical, honestly, the practical things that you can do for that person and support them is just to be there and not try to fix them. Let them talk about their loved ones. We want to talk about our loved ones, you know, and if if you feel uncomfortable and you're in pain when they're talking about their loved ones, we just have to remember it isn't about us. It's about them and their healing. And honestly, sometimes it's just a matter of making sure they're eating, you know, have some, here's some food, you know, (laughs) some of those practical things that we can do. But honestly, like I said, sometimes they just are trying to breathe in and out. So just sitting with them and letting them breathe in and out and remembering that they don't need to be fixed. They're not broken. They're grieving. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's so many, so many, I would say, destructive ways in which we are told and not told to deal with grief um, and because grief and especially death tend to be such taboo topics, especially in the in the so-called Western world, it is something that I think so many of us need to kind of go to school for, <laughs> but yes. a very different kind of a school where we really learn to understand death from a different perspective. What would you say to that? I agree. I agree that we just don't do grief well. Do we? I think we're getting better at it, but we don't do it very well. And we aren't meant to do this life alone. And so sometimes we tend to just be super uncomfortable with people's pain. We need to learn to be comfortable with pain because it's painful, it hurts. And no matter what your belief system is, there's still a loss of a physical being in Mm. front of us, you know, no matter what that relationship is. And the other part of it is too, you know, your loss is the absolute worst loss. And the reason for it is, is because it's yours. So there is no comparing losses because for that person, that is the worst loss. And so I agree. We, one of the things that I try to do. And I do see clients who have not necessarily lost a loved one, but they're supporting somebody, you know, their spouse who's lost a loved one. You know, how can I support my wife? How can I support my, my partner? Um, And I just try to educate them in ways that they could do that, that would be helpful to the healing process. Mm. So very important. Absolutely. And Lisa, I'm curious to also ask you, what is your uh, notion around life after death? Like, how do we continue to connect and keep in touch with those those ones who have passed? Oh, such a good question. So, you know, I grew up in a Christian home and 
I was told, you know, there's a heaven and there's a hell and these are the people who go to heaven and these are the people who go to hell and going to hell was a frightening, frightening thought for me. It Mm. was terrifying as a child. Um, I've now walked away from religion, but not spirituality. And when my dad died, I had things happen to me that I know some people in your audience will go, yes, I totally get that, that these kind of signs and synchronicities have happened to me. And then others might think, you know, she's crazy, but there were signs, things that I could not believe. And then I started going, wow, okay, what is this? Dad, are you around? You know, mom, are you around? And I started to really open my eyes to these signs and synchronicities. And I know what I know and what I've experienced. So for me personally, I believe that our loved ones' souls are not gone. You know, the physical body may be gone, but they are with us. And Um, When right after my dad passed away, I would say maybe a week after his funeral, I had plugged in my phone. This is just an example. I plugged in my, this cord, this extension cord in the spare room in my parents' home. And then I plugged my phone in to charge it overnight. And it was right by my head. And I woke up in the morning, my phone was unplugged from the socket and the extension cord was unplugged from the wall. Mm. And I asked my mom, it was just me and my mom in the house. And I said, did you unplug all this in the middle of the night? And she's like, no. And I thought, did I wake up in the middle of the night and start unplugging things? I thought, no. Well, my dad was somebody who used to unplug the toaster every time Mm. they left, you know, every time it was used because it could catch fire. And I swear my dad, I could hear my dad, like Lisa, that's dangerous. Putting that right by your by your head, you know, unplug everything. And it's things like that that have happened that are absolutely, I have no idea how to explain it other than that had to have been my dad. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So again, I think everybody has different experiences, different views, different spirituality, different religions. Um, But for me personally, it just is so amazing to know that my loved ones are are here. They are watching over me. They come in and visit and they visit me in my dreams. And it's just very, very powerful. Mm, that's beautiful. And and what a wonderful example of a loved one who's passed, continuing to support you by unplugging those devices yeah. at yes. night. That's really beautiful. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. indeed. <laughs> mm, wonderful. Well, Lisa, if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and your work, what would be the best place for them to go to? Uh, you know, I've got a website. It's um, holisticlifecoaching.org.uk. I can be found on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Holistic Life Coaching with Lisa Marie. So you can find me there. Uh, Instagram is holistic underscore coach underscore Lisa. Wonderful. Thank you for that. And I understand that you've also got a gift for our listeners. Yes, absolutely. Listen, I know that this is such a heavy topic and I know that it can be 
something where individuals feel like, ooh, I could use a conversation. I could have a conversation with somebody, a third party person uh, who, you know, I can process with. And so I would love to give the first five people who reach out to me a one hour free consultation or coaching session, not a consultation, a coaching session. Um, So if there's, you know, the first five people and uh, I know you'll put my details in your link. And if they reach out to me, I'd be happy to have a one hour. Um, yeah, coaching session with them. It could be, you know, grief coaching. I know we've talked about grief um, and and or personal development if they're feeling a little bit stuck in life in certain areas. But we can have a chat with, you know, together to figure out what it is that they need. Mm, beautiful that is very generous of you so thank you so much so much for that opportunity really appreciate it now lisa is there anything else that's really arising for you as something that needs to be shared with our listeners do you know i think just what i said about hope and healing and learning how to create a life of purpose and passion around the pain. I'm really, I am passionate about that message to offer hope that while there still is pain because that void isn't filled because the loved one has passed on, we still can live and there is a way to do that. So I I just want to offer that hope. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And it's, it is such an important and Um, such a needed message, especially at the moment when we are seeing so many people transiting and leaving our Mm -hmm. planet and with numbers of deaths really rising in a lot of countries around the world. So such an important topic and something that I know a lot of people will be resonating, not just resonating with, but really truly needing support around. So thank you for offering this and doing what you do. Oh, thank you so much. Mm, beautiful. And thank you for sharing all the wisdom that you've shared. I mean, in, in a in a short amount of time, you've you've thrown together so many golden nuggets of, of wisdom and really intuitive, deep intuitive knowing. So really, really appreciate that too. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Beautiful. Now, everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this beautiful and powerful energy that's been activated and imagine sending this energy to everybody and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power and to also face our grief in a way that transforms it into passion and purpose like Lisa said the more quickly our planet will also heal and ascend. Thanks so much for listening.